You're listening to the Savvy Social Podcast, the show for budding entrepreneurs who want to understand the how and the why of social media marketing. I'm your host, Andrea Jones. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to episode number 15 of the Savvy Social Podcast. So excited to have you here today. I'm talking with Rachel from RS Creative and Design, and we're going to chat about the importance of building a lasting brand. Now, Rachel is a freelance creative consultant and designer. She helps small businesses and entrepreneurs develop all of their marketing creative. And when I say all, I mean all. She does logos, brand personality, print material, consumer product packaging, She's basically the one-point creative content for everything your brand touches. Rachel's from Cincinnati, Ohio, but she now lives in upstate New York. She spends her days developing brand creative and extending her client's visual voice across all marketing platforms. Now, before I dive into today's interview, just a quick reminder to join us inside of the free Facebook group. It's called the Savvy Social Crew, so you can find us by just searching on Facebook for Savvy Social Crew, or you can visit the website that I have redirecting to the Facebook page, which is Savvy Social Crew. So every Friday inside of the group, I do a live Q&A session or mini training series. Um, I also have prompts and questions every day to give you the support you need to create an awesome social media strategy. And yes, it is free. So join us, Savvy Social Crew. You can find us by going to SavvySocialCrew.com. Now, Rachel and I are going to talk all about branding. So listen into this episode for tips on branding your social media profiles. We're going to talk about what makes a good logo. We're going to also talk about the types of files you need to get from your designer and take notes because it's super important. Um, And then we're also going to talk a little bit about how to see if your ideal company name is taken or if it's available even. So... Let's dive right in. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you because you are a branding expert and you know how all make the things look pretty online. Um, So can you, let's just dive right in. So we're talking about, you know, social media. That's what this podcast is all about. Can you give us a place to start when we're, when we're creating our branding um, elements, whether it's images, whether it's voice, like where do we start when we're building out our social media brand? Well, obviously the first place you want to start is the logo. You know, all the profile pics that are there, you obviously want to make sure that that is clear, not fuzzy. Um, it's funny cause I actually just had a client who had me, uh, redo their logo because they didn't have the actual vector files or anything. And they had a very long and narrow logo and they put that into their profile picture. And I talked to my contact and I'm like, we got to create a portrait, you know, logo for you because this is not, you can't even see the name of the company in the small little circle on Facebook. So I created a more portrait version for her, more vertical. Um, so that way, and she, she got it back. She's like, oh my gosh, you can actually see what company we are. We're not just like this small little line of some yellow, red and yellow. <laughs> right. Yeah, it helps to have something, you know, big in that kind of shape so that you have that there and people can actually see who you are. Um, so that's definitely the first. Um, and then there's 
you know, lots of other different things that people can do. Uh, you know, obviously the, the cover pictures and the bigger graphics that happen on the tops of your profiles, you want to make sure that those are also branded, whether it be, you know, some great photos of your product or your company. Uh, it could even be some great, you know, headshots of the leaders of your company. Or even just a big color block with something, your mission statement, your, you know, a funny little quote about, you know, what you guys do or what kind of products you sell to people, what kind of demographic you, you um, serve. So it's really just kind of continuing that logo look and the company and feel and your, your company vibe on those larger graphics. Right. Um, so definitely the first place. Okay. So let's talk about the logo. What makes a good logo? Like how do we know when we're looking for a logo designer, how do we know what a good logo design is? And specifically for social media, how do we know whatever logo we've got, how do we know if that translates into a social media profile picture or something we can use on the cover photo? Okay. Yes. Great question. Because this is definitely something I think a lot of people don't know to look for. It's one of those things like, Oh, I wish I would have known. Um, so the first part, what makes a great logo, obviously it's whatever is successfully speaking to who, what you are, what your business is, or what you are personally, depending on the type of company that you have. Um, you know, you just, you want to make sure it has, like, I always tell people, it doesn't matter if your favorite color is orange. You know, if you are a company that orange doesn't make any sense to have that within your logo, you know, if you're an apple orchard company, maybe not orange, <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, maybe you could kind of be cheeky about it maybe, but you want to make sure that it makes sense to what you're doing, what your brand is, what you're selling. Um, and then of course, fonts and typography play to the type of feeling that you want to give. If you have a very um, high end, you sell very high end um, ornaments or, you know, some kind of home decoration. Mm -hmm. You want, you don't necessarily want something super edgy or modern or retro. Mm -hmm. You want something that has a little more of the nostalgic feel to it, very traditional, maybe. I mean, it doesn't have to be traditional, but in that kind of, um, you know, style that you want to do, you want to make sure that your typography also, also reflects that type of style of the people that you're trying to serve, you know, and, and the type of product that you're creating. Right. Um, so then once you get past all of the actual aesthetics and graphics of what your logo is, this is the, where the rubber meets the road with a good designer. So a good logo branding designer would provide you not only just, you know, a JPEG of your logo, but they're going to, they should provide you JPEG, PDF, a ping, which is a PNG, which has a transparent background so that you can put your logo on, you know, dark color backgrounds if you need to create some kind of event or something flyer where you want to have a dark background. But also you want to make sure that you have an EPS, which is, it's the outlined version of your logo that you can give to designers like me who might be creating more um, print marketing materials for you, or you want to have packaged because you have a product and you need to have your logo on there. Those are the types of files that creatives would need. We don't really necessarily need the JPEG. I mean, it's great if we have it, but if we have that, we have limitations to how we can use that logo. So a good designer will provide you multiple formats. They would then provide you if you decide and, and really whether you have a portrait logo or a landscape type logo, that's kind of a based on how the design process goes. You know, sometimes it just 
because of the wording or because of a tagline that might need to go in there, it makes sense for a more horizontal logo or it might make sense for a more vertical logo. But either way, your logo designer should give you the opposite of what you know you don't have. You know, if you decide to go with a horizontal, you need to make sure that you have a portrait version as well because you would need that then for social media and anywhere where the format is more square. So, um, and then the, the last thing that they really should give you at the very minimum, they really should give you kind of like a cheap, cheap brand guide. If you're not going to go for the full brand guide where it kind of really goes through all of the nuts and bolts of how your logo is spacing, how it needs to be portrayed on, you know, um, literature and online. If you don't go the full brand guide, they should probably at least give you like a little cheat sheet. That's what I always do with my clients. I make sure that they have, they know what the fonts were used, what, what fonts we ended up choosing for the logo. I give them all of the different color formats. So when you have color in your logo, you want to make sure you know the PMS, if that's what was chosen, a, a Pantone matching system is what PMS stands for. So you want to make sure that you know the Pantone color, the CMYK version of it, and the RGB version of it, um, which can also give you the web color or the hex color. So there should be at least four different makeups of the colors um, that are used in your logo. That way, when you go on to do anything else with any of your branding materials, designers in the future will know, okay, I need to use this red, you know, because you don't want your brand to be confused with a cherry red when it's really more of a maroon red. Um, so having those colors and the fonts choices, that makes designers in the future creating things for you much easier. Whoa. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I'm taking notes. No. This is awesome because I feel like uh, so many of us business owners get caught up in the aspect of just having a logo that we can post as a Facebook profile picture. And there's so much more that we need. Um, some of the things that I heard you say where we need different versions, like the JPEG, the PNG, the EPS, EPS or ESP? EPS. EPS. Um, yes. We also need our designers to um, give us multiple versions, whether it's landscape or horizontal. We need a sheet sheet, cheat sheet, a brand guide that has the fonts that we use, the colors that we use. There's so much there that makes hiring an expert <laughs> really <laughs> worth it because it's not just that one version of the logo one time. There's so much that goes into this. I love that you went into all of that because I'm taking notes that I'm going to put in the show notes so that everybody knows exactly what to look for when they're hiring a logo designer. Absolutely. That's what makes a good, good logo brand designer is they'll be able to provide you all that information because if they don't, like you said, it, all you have is a JPEG. And then when someone says, well, I really need a background or your logo without a background to put on this wonderful, beautiful invite that has this, you know, wonderful gold and blue background or whatever. They can't do it. They're going to have to recreate the logo for you, which is just going to jack up your price to create that piece. So. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so true. I, I want to go back to something that you said. Um, you talked about um, the initial design process and how you know if you're an apple or orchard, arch orchard, sorry, you probably shouldn't have orange, um, or you know certain fonts speak to the style of your brand and the and the feeling that you want people to have when they look at your logo. So, what are some of the questions that business owners should ask themselves, or some of the things that they should tell their designer to make sure that those logos encapture their vision? Right. Very, very good question. Yes. So probably some of the first things you're, the creative, the logo designer really need to understand is they, they need to do a little bit of research, a little bit of discovery. Um, you know, 
people like to think that logos are a couple hundred bucks and it's no big deal. It's a little point and click because I just want this circle and I have this letter. And it's just not that simple. Or at least it shouldn't be. If you really truly want a brand, an actual brand that's really going to stand the test of time. Now, that's just not enough information. So the designer really should dive into, okay, so who are you? What are, you know, what's your competitors like? What do you produce? What's different about your company? All of those, you know, just general discovery questions so that the designer can get to know your company. So that designer should definitely be asking those questions. And then from there, what they tend to do then, or what I certainly would be doing is going out and researching. I research their competitors. I research the industry that they're in to understand what's already out there, what types of um, styles and feelings that are out there. Because we don't, obviously, we don't really want to look like them because obviously you want to, you know, stand out on your own, but you still kind of need to look uh, like you belong in the industry so that people can, you know, if they look at your brand as opposed to other brands, they say, oh, wait, this is a little different, but I can still relate. You know, I still understand that they're a baby company or that they're an apple orchard. Um, so for people going out looking for designers, those are the types of questions that they should have answers that they should have prepared for the designer, because they, if they hire that good designer, they're going to be asking those questions just to get to know them. And and, and that's, it's so important to have that initial discovery session. Um, you know, again, that obviously that that's part of the project process. And I think a lot of people may not realize how much time that should be like a good half an hour, hour conversation. So again, that that designer really understands where this company is coming from, what types of, um, you know, likes and dislikes the company has, or you have, you know, again, depending on how, who you're actually branding. Um, you just have to be really careful <laughs> really careful not to put, unless it's your, like if it's your company, if it's all about who you are personally, and that's what you're selling, you, you can have your own personal likes and dislikes as far as colors and fonts and shapes and that kind of thing. But if you are branding a company that is producing a product or a service, sometimes you have to put those personal likes and dislikes aside and say, okay, again, I know my favorite color is orange, but I really need to make sure that it's the right color or the right font or the right look for my company. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so important to just take that time because a lot of us want to just dive into building the business and we got to have good foundations in order for that business to be a long lasting brand. Exactly. Cause you don't want it to go out of trend. You don't want it to, you don't want to be tired of it in six months or a year. You know, you don't be like, Oh, I look at that. And I'm like, Oh, why did I do that color? You want to make sure it's going to last. And, and as far as the, the phases and the process, I mean, what I do personally is I have, I, my, my branding is kind of broken up into like three different sections. The first section is that discovery and that um, research kind of phase. And then there's the actual design phase where an I kind of an ideation phase where I just kind of pull a bunch of different things, you know, different colors or palettes or shapes or things that I think represent what this company is about. And then then, and then within that, it's kind of a, a split phase. It's an ideation. And then I can actually create the versions. And then, of course, then the final phase is, the, is tweaking and um, producing all of the different file formats and cheat sheet, the guide and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love that um, because <laughs> it's just important to go through the whole process, not take any shortcuts. This is definitely not an area where you want a shortcut. <laughs> 
Exactly. Um, okay. So let's say we have our guide now, we have our logo, our cover photos, everything is set up. How do we take those branding elements and create social media graphics that relate to our brand? Like, do you have any tips for our listeners that would help them kind of translate what their designer has given them into something that they can use as a social media post? Okay. That's a good question. Um, I think the first thing, especially when when you're creating graphics and things for posts, obviously you can obviously you can do photos and that type of thing, which you know you can pull those obviously from lots of different sources, and those don't have to be branded obviously for any with any color scheme or anything like that. But if you're trying to you know put out a message or put out um, you know hey we're having a an open house you know for a new home builder let's say um, most likely by the time, hopefully you're kind of working both sides in tandem, both social media and say print marketing or some type of, you know, distribution of a print material of some sort. But at that point, if you do have something like that, you can certainly call the designer. They can, you know, take PDFs or screenshots of the actual printed pieces and give that to you. And then you can kind of help post with that. Or if you don't have, haven't started with that, or you're not even to that scale where you're actually doing print pieces and you're just kind of focusing online. It's really, again, about kind of just using your brand colors, even if you, I mean, of course at that point too, you also should have a website, (laughs) Um, you know, social media website and all that kind of stuff up and running. So if there are certain graphics within your website, within your website, you can certainly pull those illustrations or graphs that make sense to the content that you're, you know, pulling from. Um, there's lots of really great stock photography sites out there that some of them, you know, you have to have a subscription to, but some of them are kind of like a pay as you go, you know, like 50 bucks and you get five images. Um, obviously Canva, everybody knows about, pretty much knows about Canva. Everybody loves Canva. Great tool. Um, you know, that's a, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because there's a lot of designers that are like, oh, you know, Canva, I just, you know, that's just cutting me out of the loop. And it's just, it's not. <laughs> it's so not. It's yeah. a great tool for people who just need to put some stuff out on their social media channels. You know, a, a funny quote, you know, a way to get somebody involved in something that they're doing, an open house or whatever. As long as you're kind of using those brand colors and maybe pulling from a couple things from the web, your website, then you're staying with on brand. You know, it's when you start pulling stuff from, you know, 80s clip art, you don't want to do that. <laughs> that's oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to figure, even figure out like 80s clip art. That would, that's going way back. That's way back. <laughs> yeah. Old yeah. Old school. Old school. But I love Canva and you're right. It's not really a direct competition to designers because people like me who are using Canva are not designers. <laughs> and when exactly. we do something complicated, we go to our designers. <laughs> exactly right. Yep. That's exactly right. Oh my gosh. I love that. So what um, final tips do you have for new businesses it, You know, when they're starting out to help get their identity, their voice, their brand? What's something that you can kind of close us off with and um, help us point us in the right direction for getting a nice brand online and on social media? Yeah. Um, so I would say that the one thing I think a lot, a lot of um, my customers come to me with is that they really don't know where to start. They they have a business vision, they have a plan, and they have an idea maybe for some logos because that's kind of, sometimes for a lot of people that's an exciting thing to look into. You know, you start googling all different kinds of companies and logos to find different things that you like, which is wonderful for us to see. 
or designers to see kind of where you're, they're thinking. It helps that research in the beginning. But, you know, it, it, they just, other than that, they don't really know where to go. They don't know how to name their company. They don't know where to go to check to see if it's, you know, um, something that they are allowed to have. Maybe another company might have it. So there's a couple different steps that people can go through to kind of figure out um, those very beginning steps. You know, obviously you want to make sure that you have, you create a, a company and a name that um, isn't already out there. And there's a couple places I can point people to. There's a trademark, um, a U.S. trademark site that people can go to and you can actually type your name in and find out if some other company has already registered that name. And if they have, then you can click on them and see if it's a live or a dead uh, record, which basically means, you know, if it's dead, then potentially you can still use it. But if it's live and it's exactly what you want to name your company, then you're, you're, you got to find another name. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to, yeah. I'm going to have to get that link from you and put in the show notes. Cause that's a really good resource for people just starting out. Exactly. Yes. So once they've kind of established that the name and they've got their domain name and all that kind of stuff, and they've got their logo really, as far as getting on social media, and that's, what's been so amazing over the last you know 10 or 15 years with social media is that you can, you can get on quicker with social media and creating your website probably quicker than you can create a lot of your print materials, you know, at this point. And especially, obviously, if you're pretty much primarily online, then, you know, you jump right in. Um, but Actually, I, we were kind of talking earlier about this ebook that I've created. And part of that is I, I used to say, okay, after your logo, you need to make sure you get your stationery. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people don't do letterhead anymore, but sometimes you still need it for legal purposes or, you know, for official letters or whatnot. So you still look like a business. Um, <clears throat> but after you get that logo and you dive into your business card and maybe some stationery, then you do some flyers and that kind of stuff. And maybe your website while in tandem. Well, now it's like, once you get your logo, get online, get out there, get your profile set up on, on Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram, wherever you're going to be, you know, get your, your, your pay, your business pages set up, your logo on, start posting, you know, type of content that your viewers want to see. And that's, it's hard too, when you're just starting out and you absolutely have, you have no following, you know, I have a client actually right now, I branded their um, Facebook page and their uh, Pinterest page and got a bunch of different boards, you know, up, set up for them and branded the boards because that's, that was the start of their branding. You know, we weren't doing flyers and brochures yet. So this was the aesthetic that we were creating right on social media. So you can absolutely jump right on board with getting that done in tandem of getting your business card done and trade show graphics if that's down the line, packaging. Um, it's, it's super easy. Just get your logo up there and, and start posting. Oh, I love that. So you talked about the guide. Tell us what it is, and I'll put a link uh, in the description so that everybody can download it. Yeah, so um, it's a, about a 13-page document that basically has, it's kind of a workbook slash um, informational book. So it starts out with those couple different research pages where you kind of go through and you ask the questions about, uh, you answer those questions about what kind of company you want to be, what, what do you want your customers to uh, associate with your company, those types of questions. And then the next page then is about the dislikes and likes visually that you feel are going to be best for your company. And then it dives into a lot of the things that we talked about today where, you know, how do you, how do you decide what a good logo is? How do you, what should you expect from the, a designer? How much should you expect to pay to get, you know, a custom made logo? And then it also goes through social media, how to brand yourself on social media, um, how to 
provide consistency across the social media channels that you're on and, and then how to do the, you know, check your naming and all that kind of stuff, naming and all that. And then it also goes through the print materials too. Like what types of print materials would you need right away Mm -hmm. and what types of materials maybe could be down the line. And the biggest things for print materials is really just make sure you have a business card. Obviously I know people have probably heard it, but if you have a, a business, whether it's online or not, you have to have a business card because while your logo is the very first visual uh, graphic of your of your company, your business card starts to set the tone of your style and aesthetic, which then gets put onto social media and your website and all of your print materials. So you definitely want to you now after your logo, you need to bite the bullet, get a get a designer to do a nice business card for you and get that printed. Because then that just carry, you know, that helps every other creative that you work with. It helps them immensely be consistent on your brand. So yeah, so that book, uh, that book will be out very soon um, on my website. You can um, get that for free. It's just a, like I said, a 13 page ebook, but it's kind of got some worksheets in there as well. Ooh, it sounds juicy. I'm going to download it myself and I'm sure our listeners will want it as well. So I'll put the link to that in the description once it is available. Um, Thanks so much, Rachel. Where can we find you online? You can find me at rscreativeanddesign.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll put the links to that and everything else that we talked about in this episode in the show notes. So happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. Now, if you want to chat more with Rachel, she's actually hanging out in our Facebook group at the Savvy Social Crew. So search for us on Facebook by searching Savvy Social Crew. We'd love to have you in there to continue the conversation. And as always, if you love the show, please give us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. That really helps out the show and really helps us connect with more business owners and individuals who want to learn more about social media, just like you. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.